next edition of ABCD podcast hosted by Rupad Maragum is here. Oh yes sir. Yes sir. All right, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, what's up man? How are you doing? I'm I'm chilling man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You're chilling. Just working chilling, yeah. Working and chilling. Yes. yes sir. Yeah, so today we have Manu on the podcast, the fifth episode of ABCD. The man himself has graced the studio mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the makeshift studio at the moment. Uh we've got a really we've got a good episode coming up. We've got a really chill episode coming up. Just to let you know, everything here is being edited by the one and only Malboy Music professional professional. professional. So we've got Manu also known as Malboy Music in the studio. Amazing persona. He's got he's got some really good content coming some, up or really has been some really good. Some really. Some quite a few. I had like the first music rollout of you had the first like rollout out of all of us for anything. I did. I had I've been doing music since I was like 15, 14, right? So like when I came here, I didn't know if I really wanted to keep doing that because it's a new country, I want to try new things. So I took a break for like a year and then year 12 I think I started making music again. And then I released Without You, which was which oh, I made yes. a music video for. and i got people who wouldn't like post it to their stories to post to their stories and like it got like pretty big within our within our university within our college but and then after that it went and then after that again yeah i took a break and i had some unreleased songs and i was like i right, might as well just drop this so i dropped that and then finally like i just stopped like with malboy like it's malboy it was like over right <laughs> yeah. that era of my face it's like the weekend man like uh, yeah it was a part of the, the weekend is over so is malboy well like um there's a new persona it's called sonder so sonder 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 oh. yeah so i think there's a zordia rap group by brent fires and someone else yeah but i didn't know that when i picked the name so <laughs> i picked the name and then yeah so sonder i released funk on the funk okay. music yeah yeah but there's something else coming very soon which i think is like which caters the bigger audience okay exclusive at the end of the episode exclusive at the end of the episode okay i'll put in a little, little, little 15 second sample okay 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 when what i when i actually no i won't be able to do that yet it's not ready you know i'll tell you what it is yeah. at the end of the episode cool we'll get back to this okay so manu i've known him for a while now we we first met what year 10 i don't know no i wasn't there in year 10 no i was year 10 I think year 11. I was not there. Yeah, I got I got here in year 11. Okay. So we we met in I'm assuming the basketball courts. Yes. No, but I think we first talked in English class. You were in my English class? Yes. Mr. Holly, I remember. No way, bro. Yeah, yeah. okay. Probably in English. I remember our first conversation was about Interstellar. Mm. Okay, I do not I did not remember that, but yeah, if it was me it was probably Interstellar, yeah. It was Interstellar and the, about the genius of Christopher Nolan. Mm. I still think he's a genius. Yes. But yeah, I think that was the first time we met. That was the first time we talked and I remember the first conversation, not the first conversation, but the first day we talked, I found out that your brother was playing yeah. for KKR. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. He actually like tried calling me but I was very preoccupied so I couldn't pick up. Wow, that is the most <laughs> Wow, that's the most laid back. I missed thing. that. But yeah now nah, he tried uh, my my mom called me actually like six times right back to back to back and I was like I can't pick up right now <laughs> like I'm really busy 
And so I just didn't pick up. And the next day I called her and I was like, hey, what, like, what's going on? Why did you call me six times? And she was like, um, he wanted to call you, wanted to talk to you, but if you were busy, you were busy. That's fine. I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. Next time then. Wow. Yeah. Im- imagine leaving your celebrity brother on red or like on delivered, basically. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really leave him on delivered. It's just I couldn't talk to him yeah. in like a video call setting. That's it, yeah. So he plays for KKR, he's an absolute G. He's playing for KKR, he's... Played for India as well. Played one one tour for India, I think. Played the P20 World Cup as well. Yeah. Um, UAE? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he played He played a couple of games. He wasn't too good, but he was up there. On but that. he was up there. Look, he earned his spot, and uh, like maybe he didn't perform during the matches, but he earned his spot, which means yeah, exactly. like, they know exactly. about him. Exactly. So, yeah, so we met in English class. Yes. And then we got close through a mutual person. Yeah. And, yeah, after that, I think we just stayed friends after that. Yeah. yeah. Bodied me in basketball. <laughs> yeah, basketball is a, it's a fun way to, like, bond with people. Because I think me and Sujo got close because I, like, actually, I, I actually, like, like, fractured his ankle through a move. Remember that? It's not a memory for Yeah, I was just trying to impress my girlfriend, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna like pull out some fancy moves and like cross them over. And I did, and I like, I didn't it, expect it. Worked it worked better than even you expected. He fell, and I was like, ha, I took your ankle. And then he just like, oh bro, I can't stand up, man, I need help. And I'm like, are you being serious? Like, I took your ankles that bad. And then I think um, earlier this year, he told me, that I, there's actually like a piece of his bone floating around his ankle because of me. And I was like, oh, whoops. Call yeah. it the Manu bone? Yeah. Because I maneuvered you. That's, that's yeah, actually. Yeah, that's like, that's the greatest move I've ever pulled in a basketball game. Mm. Did you play like clubs or you just played yeah. for fun? So I played for a domestic club, the Waverly Basketball Club. Oh, that, yeah. I played for one. Waverly Raiders? No, it's a Waverly Basketball Club. It's different to the Raiders. So I played one season, and I was placed on the team with all the newbies. So, yeah. like, some of them had never played basketball before. Or, like, they just learned how to play basketball. So I was, like, the most experienced person on that team. And I tried coaching the team. Like, I, the coach was pretty good, but, again, that was his first season coaching. Like, he'd never coached before. So he took me on as his assistant coach. So I tried coaching the team and playing for the team. We never won a game that season. But... You know, I played, I had fun. Won most uh, most determined player award of the season. There you go. So, yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the end of the basketball side of the story. Yeah, you low-key got me back into watching basketball. Like, I used to, I always went for the Lakers, but I, I didn't, like, religiously watch. But then, yeah, after we hung out, talked about basketball, you said you went for the Lakers, started going back into it a little bit. Not too much, but going back into it. And then I ended up watching the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, that this season, this season's playoffs. playoffs, Lakers. The Lakers, the Lakers are the Lakers are the Lakers, man. Like the, as long as we have LeBron and Anthony Davis, it, it, the ship stays sailing. Basically, exactly. Like you, when we're when they're healthy, they're a really good team. But the fact is that Anthony Davis cannot stay healthy. Like street that clothes, guy, Anthony Street Clothes Davis, bro. Yeah, that's his nickname. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't like expect him to be healthy for a full season because of his track record with like other seasons. But then again, 
He's played more games combined than I think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard really? over the last five seasons. So, which is like crazy. Like, no one makes fun of Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, but suddenly it's Anthony Davis, and you're like, oh, he falls down, and everyone's scared. And I was like, that is true. That is true, by the way. Like, every time he touches the floor from like a dunk or something, I'm like, bro, please don't tell me. Don't be injured. So, yeah, no, it's. As long as um, LeBron James or Anthony Davis are healthy, we're good. Like, we'll we'll be fine. We'll at least make the playoffs. When the Lakers are up and going, they're scary. And. To be honest, this season, I was just happy that they beat the Warriors because too many people close to me go for the Warriors and every time the Lakers beat them, I mean, my own brother goes for the Warriors. So that playoff series was beautiful, the fact yeah. that we won. Everyone was like, yeah, no, bro, the Lakers should have never been in the playoffs. There's no way they're beating the Warriors. And then, yeah, beat and, the Warriors. And no, there was, it was first, there was no way they're beating the Grizzlies. And I'm like, nah, and then bro. Warriors and then... And then they're like, no way they're beating the Warriors. I'm like... All right, bro. And then they said, no way they're beating the Grizzlies. And I'm like, all right, bro. And we did not beat the Grizzlies. So, I mean, not the Grizzlies. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Man. Right. The Nuggets. But the Nuggets are overpowered, man. They literally won the championship. They were crazy. Like, bro, I was watching the game. Some of them were really close. And then, like, Blow Jokic up. just... Jokic is crazy. Like, there, I think there was a shot he took from, like, deep three range on contested a step back. As well. Contested yeah. by Anthony Davis. <laughs> Where his hand was like nearly yeah. touching the ball, and he made that shot. Yeah. Like, what do you? It's not even a fluke as well, like, because he does it consistently. Yeah. Well, like, what else could you do? What, yeah. what else can you do against that? There's nothing you can like. You can't stop him. Like, it's really hard to stop. So you just have to hope that he's having an off day, and that never happens. Either. Exactly. And you like try to slow him down, but that's the most you can do. You really can't. Yeah. Some people like that on the planet. You <laughs> just can't stop. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. So. We, we, I got back into my love of NBA. I, I never had, like, that much of interest, but I always watched it. Like, I always knew what was going on. But then I got back into it a little bit more. Yeah. And then, so, yes, you also have an alter ego, a persona of some yeah. sort that I got to know as well. Malboy Music. Malboy Music The persona. Malboy Music persona. Yeah. Tell, tell, it's okay. So you said you got into music really early. Mm-hmm. How did you... How did you decide to go into making music? Making music, okay. So because that's you like, make... you want to know the whole story of Melbourne music. The um, origin story. <laughs> so I went to a German exchange program when I was in year nine. And there was this guy who I went with who was like really, really popular in the school for making music. Like he made music, everyone knew that. And then everyone was like, like feening over him right and then I was like oh, alright like maybe that's what I need to do to become popular because I wanted to be the popular yeah, kid right? yeah yeah so I started and it was like really bad like in the beginning I had no help no guidance like I used this free tool called LMMS which is like not it's not really ideal at all for making any kind of music right so I started off with that and then I discovered FL Studio I spent I released a couple of songs. I spent like a lot of time trying to find people to make music with, which is a really bad idea for trying to get into music production. Like, don't try to find people to make music with. Try to find people who can teach you and try to find like time to just work on your music over and over again until like you just have something you're happy with. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time just wasting, pretty much just wasting my time for like two years, three okay. years. And then I met this guy called Alpha Hex. He's like he he became pretty much my mentor for like, t- on, pretty much until now. So any problem I have with music, he comes to me, um, and helps me out. And any problem I have, 
with like design or anything at all like i go to him and he helps me out and we help each other out and now i'm part of his like core team on this music community website that we're we're developing so yeah just like i found a mentor after that and then i slowly got more confident in my music and then i think i used to release like really um fast paced disco club kind of music yes sir ebm yep and then someone told me like i should try like really slowing it down like slow the music down to like half the bpm right so i didn't really have it i went from like 130 to 1 uh, 130 to like 90 bpm and then i made it shut down which is the like the first track i dropped on the malboy spotify page and then i dropped and then i went a little faster i went back to 138 and then i went to like 140 and then i went to 145 and now all my music is at like 145 160 somewhere around there so yeah it's just been like how long it's like 6 years almost of just trial and error just working towards something that i don't know if it's going to be like successful or not it's like gambling almost <laughs> like i'm taking a chance on this yeah, but you're working towards something you know you're using something that you're good at and you're trying to make something of it which is really good uh i, I came across one of your I, before this episode i was i was just doing like some background oh, research background you know research, background yeah. research okay. on okay. you right. so i i was going over your spotify like your profile and then your artist profile and then i saw a player called boy selects yeah that was um, is that music that you sampled or like no 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 so uh, again back then i was like really focused i was focused on the wrong things pretty much <laughs> so like i was focused on instead of making good music i was focused on like promoting the music even before i finished the track right which is like i was like oh i need to promote it right now if i don't promote it no one's going to listen to it and then what's the point of me putting all these hours in so i tried i looked up a lot of ways to get music promotion for free and all that and so one of them said start a playlist which people will come to to listen to and what i had seen from like all the artists that i follow were like they had these playlists that said something selects something edm something um, playlist or something like that so i just decided to put in you know boy selects uh, made like simple cover art and then i i used to update it pretty much every week and have but i think i don't know 15 10 15 tracks on there exactly that and they'd be like new music release every week in edm and the ones i like the most like start to finish and i do that every week and that didn't really take off so now i just leave it there to listen to like nostalgic music from pretty much my childhood yeah yeah the art of curating spotify playlists is is almost getting it's getting forgotten i don't know i think it it's, it's actually a skill i i when i'm bored i like to curate my playlist yeah say whatever you want all right but i i generally think that that's i don't know it's it's like it's just fun sometimes i did i made a playlist actually it's called um no skips oh yeah so i intended for it to be released from uh, sorry not released i intended it for it to be <laughs> listened to from start to finish without skipping any of the songs and without putting it on shuffle Okay. So it was meant to flow beautifully, right? Oh, so it's meant to. So okay, that's good. So yeah, I had a like a dilemma, like to pick out the starting track because the the starting track has to be perfect. Like it has to capture you into the into like the playlist, and then like you have to listen to it, and you just have to, like, have to like keep listening, and like it's almost as if it's like a Kendrick Lamar album, you know? Like he's telling a story to throughout the album. Yeah. And you want that to be the feeling, and 
as I would think, um, yeah, the opening track I went with was Pride by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. And then it transitions to Redbone. Yeah. And then it goes to My Eyes by Travis Scott. Then you have Runaway, Run Away, Money, Money Trees. Trees, Mad City, Running, and then it slowly gets more hype. And then towards the ending, it like slows down again, goes to Sirens, Meltdown, A Butterfly Effect, Telekinesis, and then finally... Until further notice, nice. Further notice. Yeah, okay, I'm going to give this a listen from start to finish. Yeah, because um, I'm still working on it. Like every day I find yeah. new tracks, and then every day I'm like updating it slowly. So like I add some stuff, add so some I added um, some songs from uh, Jesus, yeah. like I'm in it, and Black Skinhead. So I think those songs are pretty cool. King's Dead again, I didn't know that was a song. Like at all until like a few weeks ago like I should have known but I, I found out and I added that to the track uh, to the playlist yeah that's cool playlists are like I don't know it's like it's mood setting it's almost as if like I make a playlist every time I go into a new era of my life so I think end of high school that, that six months sorry four months of my life I had um one playlist which I don't listen to anymore because I'd like it's, it's over yeah it's, it's like it's over yeah. yeah right like if I want like th- those memories in my head I'd put that playlist on it and I'd like flow through those memories and then, then maybe the next year I have another playlist for that so if I want to like remember last year or like just feel like I'm living in the last year I'd put that playlist on and just go through that so like maybe this playlist is like the start of another era I don't know we'll yeah. see Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I know something that's getting popular these days are the playlists. Oh, I don't know if they're playlists, but just like songs that flow into each other, like the natural transitions. The transitions, yeah. Those ones are pretty cool, except I can't be bothered, you know, changing the crossfade all the time. But Yeah, that is true. You but know, it's still yeah. really cool, though. Those are very cool. I think I've been trying to make songs like that where you can listen to every single one of my songs. That would like be a sick. Certain order that would be then. sick. Yeah. If you did that. That's like a... It's it's got to be very well done because you can't just take out the first sample of the first, the second track and put it in the end of the... You can't chuck it together. Track. You yeah. can't. So it's, it's got to be in the same key, same BPM. Or at least like the transition's got to be like really thought out and really well made. And that's a, like a long task. So maybe, maybe the next few tracks. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I was curious about is, you know how you said that when you first started, you were looking to mainly to make music with someone, or you were trying to find people to make music with. Mm. So how did that work? So would you, would you, because I know a lot of, uh, I know some people who are like startup rappers or whatever, like they're just starting to rap. Yeah. They go on SoundCloud and try to get features and stuff like that. So how does that work? Do you, did you ask, I guess, singers or rappers or something to get your samples or for you to yeah. produce their music or how did that work? So I tried um, joining a lot of music communities on Discord and I tried like there's a, there's 90% of the time there's a collab section so you just type it in there saying hey I'm looking for a vocalist for this song let me know if someone's interested or the second route if no one responds to that which most people won't because nobody checks the collab channel like at all it's really rare and even if they do they're like really beginner level producers because even like I, like I said, like I did, they're, they're just looking for someone to work with instead of working on their own music. So the other thing you can do is just stay in those Discord communities. Like just join any community, like all the communities you want. And then build relationships with people. Like build relationships with, um, it doesn't matter who it is, like producers, artists, singers, rappers, whoever you want or whoever is available. 
bring out um, build up relationships with them and then finally like you can like if you build a good enough relationship 90% of the time they themselves are going to ask you to like work with them and then there you go you have like another producer to work with or another vocalist to work with or just like yeah it's just pretty much just networking there's really otherwise you, know, you could pay like vocalist to make vocals for you and pay producers to produce for you but yeah like that's that's it just build just networking like every other aspect in life that's your um, that's your gateway to anything you want yeah no that's cool i i i don't know i just always get this uh when when i thought of melbourne music and when you were starting to produce things i was just wondering if like one day i'm i'm going to see i'm going to go on like a kid leroy song or someone song and like do the uh, right click on spotify and seeing malboy music or malboy on credits one day that'd be sick i want to produce for dave man dave oh yeah i want i want him on my track like yeah. one day bro one day uh, uh, yeah dave, dave he has that that you dave awesome or even like if i get both of them my life will be complete <laughs> like just producing you had it here first There's going to be a Dave and Central C track with Malboy music production in Central C. What would your producer tag be? Would you have one? One if I get that big absolutely. Well, do you have any right ideas? Now, I have no idea man. I cuz it's not Malboy anymore, right? It's it's Sonder. And finding something that like goes well with Sonder, I have no idea. I reckon it would have to be like I don't know, like a gothic sound or like I don't know. I'm, I'm just I don't know when I think Sonder I, I think like Kratos God of yeah, War something like yeah, that. Yeah, see. That's what I wanted to like really dark and really like moody, moody, terrifying like yeah. just dark music you wouldn't listen to on a daily <laughs> daily thing unless you go to the gym every day. Yeah. But you know there's Fiverr Fiverr always exists. I can pay someone like 10 bucks to make a producer tag for me. Yeah. So I'll see what they come up with see if I like it. then maybe I'll use it in some of my next coming tracks. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so now we're moving to on to like a a little bit of a different section. So, you do music. Mm-hmm. You also do game design right now. So, yeah. So, how just explain a little bit about so you do you design games. So, how, what's the intricacies in that? Like so what do you do? Can you just like pull up and design Mario Kart or what's up? That's not how that works yeah. because I know, I'm just I just leading you on to the All right so games okay i'll just take mario kart as an example okay. so you have mario kart which is a very complicated game if you really think about it from a designer's perspective because there's a lot of work that goes into making it look unique play the way it plays and all that so if you analyze mario kart from a designer's perspective you have the character design first off so that wouldn't have been too hard for mario like or any of the other characters to be honest but because they already exist. So that's fine. Then you have the designs of the cars which you have to come up with. You have to prototype, you have to like uh, design it on paper first and then put it into 3D and then test it out and see if it works. And then you know keep changing it until it becomes this perfect thing. And then you have the environments so you have to design the lab, the levels, do all the texturing, again prototype it, test it out. And finally you have the code which pretty much puts everything together. Right? So what I do or what I want to do is what I wanted to do initially was environment design. So like design the landscapes, design the pretty much the environment. 
and what i'm interested in right now is the ui ux design so user interface user experience design so pretty much like the start screen the option screen um pretty much what like like captures 90% of the game exactly i was going to say i'm if if the intro screen or something isn't isn't wet or isn't good yeah i wouldn't feel compelled to play even if it has the best graphics best um, you know design ever and the intro screen especially has to capture the feel of the game yeah so if you look at like outlast like i would never touch that game first off because the intro screen itself is like it just looks menacing right i would not ever touch that game and then you have like god of war which is like it just looks beautiful you can just see like you can see the inspiration behind it you can see the way you can i don't know how to explain it it's like you can you can feel the way the game is like the game is so yeah the like the menu screen pretty much captures the game and then you have the option screen which is like like all of these these ui ux elements have to be an extension of the game and not separate things so if you can't have them be an extension of the game like it's not going to feel right it's not going to feel cohesive yeah true no that's that's pretty cool so another thing i wanted to ask so you've got your music you've got your producing that sort of stuff and then you've got your game design do you ever plan to tie those two together some hopefully one day cuz right now on any group projects i have i always do the sound design and i'm doing sound design as an elective yeah. in uni as well so maybe one day i can work for a company that you know where i can do sound design or if not i'm still happy keeping it as a hobby but as time goes on i think i'll spend more time with that hobby and then you know just do do it for fun so hopefully and then if you know if it blows up if it goes big it goes big if it doesn't i'm still happy with that yeah as you have the skills on both things you could just like connected and and make it one big thing because a lot of people i feel they have strengths on one side and then maybe not as strong as the and the other but then you've got yeah you know you have the capability to have, to make one big complete project almost yeah but the thing with employers is like okay i'll i'll ask you this question i was asked right it's like um if you were to hire someone for um any project of your choice and you were using one set of code say python right would you hire someone who's like super specialized in python or someone who's dabbled in python and dabbled in like c++ and dabbled in c sharp and dabbled in java like which one would you hire and the the project needs python project project of the python based project I'd, yeah then probably the person who's person who specializes in python exactly it's the same same ideology with like employees now yeah. is like they want people who are specializing in one specific thing yeah and if you're really good at it and if you are as good as you claim to be on it then obviously you're going to do well on the job so like that's why i was thinking of environment design and i like it's a very like big field to go into because a lot of people can draw a lot of people are doing design a lot of people want to do environment design and then there's ui ux designers who again like a lot of they a lot of people want to do but like there's things that make you unique in ui ux that you can't really do in environment design because environment design has to like adhere to the project brief right it it can't be you can't throw and you don't touch in it mm-hmm. or maybe you can but like ui ux design is like you what i'm doing right now is i'm developing a portfolio by myself so i'm designing a whole website 
where um, yeah, pretty much showcase everything I've ever done, and I'm I'm making it super unique to myself. So I asked uh, my friends about three words to describe me, and they gave me like I got like what twelve fifteen words, and you know I just tried to like put this into Google, find out what colors correspond to those words, and then finally came up with like five colors, which I decided would be like how would, how you would see me if I was based off of only colors. And then you have words, like keywords, um, you have things like that, which obviously make you super unique. So yeah, like environment design maybe is not for me and maybe UI UX is, but then again, I have one more year of uni left to decide. Yeah, fine. So creative, I was just listening there going, whoa. That's so I'm just rambling, bro. I don't even know if what I was saying was true. What's the point of this, man? The point is to digress and talk about stuff randomly. No, that's cool. It sounds. It all sounds really interesting, and I, I can't wait for this to like culminate in a project or something. Yeah, yeah. The portfolio is gonna like really could be good because the Google course that I'm gonna do yeah. is gonna give me like three portfolio ready projects as well. So. So it'll help you. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, and I'm hoping to get a full time internship yeah. this break as well. That's cool. Yeah. So, one thing I wanted to ask you. So you're you're in the. Do you remember? Like, I don't know, something small or, like, the first ever small game or something you made? A small game I made. I think... First, yeah, I think I was doing a course in 2020 from Michigan State. Because at that point, I've, yeah, it was 2020, 2021, somewhere around there. So pretty much just when I moved here. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do games design. That is my final, like, choice. I will do games design no matter what because I'm not doing engineering I'm not doing medical I'm not doing law I will do design and which type of design games design because I've been playing games since I was like three years old so yeah I did a course from Michigan State um, online and I got three certifications and I made three games shout out Coursera 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 is the the place but yeah those are the first three games I made and then I've I've been designing this one game for a very long time like this idea has been in my head so that's gonna take some time, but I'm like I'm not working on it right now, but uh, maybe I'll work on it later. Um, and then uh, me, Alex, and Sam actually have this company, which is primarily primarily based on like video games. Yeah, so we're yeah. gonna release a game hopefully next year, oh. like early next year, and then um, release another one probably the same year, and then finally release the big AAA kind of game in the next few years. Maybe we'll see. But yeah, those are the first like first few games are always like the hardest to make. And then it just you have the work. Because you're building a brand right there. That's where you're yeah. you're starting off. And then you just pretty much get the workflow in your head. And then yeah, like after you get the workflow everything becomes easy. True. That's cool. I you're gonna be the face of game design soon enough. Hopefully. The face of Face of game design, face of music. What are you not Multifaceted. Uh, what's the word? Multifaceted human being. <laughs> you never know. Bro could join the NBL or something as well. You never that know. That was the dream when I got here, man. I thought I'd make it to the league, but not tall enough, not agile enough. I don't want to put in the work. It was like, I don't want to work out <laughs> two hours, three hours a day, bro. I mean, I still did it. Like, I still worked out for a day, I mean, for an hour a day, I think for, like, six months straight. You know what? If I had the gym that you have, I'd be motivated. Like, yeah, I, the gym I have. Well, I mean, 
Look, I went to your gym that one time. I don't know if I even worked out there. I just saw your gym. And you've got like the city view and See, everything. See, I've got the views. Yeah. But like the equipment. What is the equipment? Oh, is the equipment not great? No, there's no barbell. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's, the machines, everyone pretty much like, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you just like, they make you rely on machines instead of actual workout equipment which is a little, like, not how you're supposed to, it's not gonna hit every muscle in my body, yeah. right? Like, I don't have a dumbbell, I don't have barbells, I don't have um, benches, I don't have, like, most of the gym equipment that I would need if I was gonna work out on a daily basis. And I, like, the nearest gym to me is in Melbourne Central. So I have to pay a fee for yeah. that every week, and then travel there, and it's not, travel's not, travel's fine, and then get there, get back, find a time in my day to go. All that becomes, like, really complicated, but that still, like, it doesn't stop me. I still go to the gym, like, three, four days a week, keep myself in shape, or whatever shape this is right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not gonna get fat. Yeah, Let's go. not in terms Grind. of Yeah, the, I guess that's the price you, sometimes you pay for convenience. Yeah. I mean, with the gym being right in your place, sometimes they don't. But oh, the place is sick, though. I mean, you've got a gym facing the city. I just imagine you doing weights, like putting the Batman music, <laughs> looking out at a dark city. Yeah, that, was a, that was a phase. I remember that phase. I remember that. Yeah. Every time you pass a dark alley, just put the dun, dun, exactly, dun, dun. I watched, uh, I watched the Batman. For the, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie 100%. I love Batman, right? So I took Alex, which who I do movie reviews with, by the way. Yes. Some people I've heard depend on those movie reviews to actually go see movies. But um, we went, we watched the movie, and I was so like, Impressed. like astounded. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god, this is like the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. And that theme just kind of stuck in my head, and the car chase scene, and I was like, wow, this is like brilliant, right? Like I don't, I I would never have expected this at all. So that was just like. Like, you know how people say new personality dropped? That was my new personality for like, what, six, five, six months? Oof. And then it just dropped off. And then, it, you know, I've just, I just existed at that point. And then Oppenheimer dropped. And I was like, And now like, you're... Damn. It was beautiful. Because the first time I watched it, I watched it in 70 millimeter screening. Which is how um, Nolan intended it for, it for it to be watched. I watched it. And by the halfway point, I'd forgotten that there were people sitting next to me, and I was just so into the movie, right? And by the end of it, like, I didn't realize I was crying, and I was, like, I had tears flowing down my, like, face, and I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And then, yeah, just, like, I snapped back to reality, and I turned around, and I was like, oh, my God, there's so many people sitting next to me. Yeah. I did not realize, and that was just, like, phenomenal. The the moment for me where I was sweating, there was so much tension, was when they were building up to uh, test abortion. Yeah, that was that was. I've never felt anything like that in cinema. That was crazy. The first time I watched it, I remember I was just it went off and I just like caught my breath. Like, yeah, I just yeah. Didn't breathe. Because I didn't know what to expect. Then. Yeah, and I was like, I thought it was gonna be really loud, so I was yeah. bracing myself, and yes. then it just went quiet, and I was like, oh my god, okay, what's going on? And then yeah. he started breathing, and I just like matched my breathing to him, and then he said. What, I have become death, the destroyer of worlds. And then, and then the explosion hit. And it was also beautiful. Yeah. Like, uh, he wasn't, Nolan wasn't lying when he said you could feel that. 
you could feel the impact. Especially in IMAX? Yeah, bro. You felt that. Like, you felt this, like the seats shake. Cool. I think, um, no, nah, but the first time I felt the, she- the seats shake was um, when I watched The Batman, right? So I think I watched The Batman for the first time in IMAX as well. And there was a car, um, there was a scene where the car, like, starts up. And it just, like, in the oh, beginning... I remember I that. I didn't know what was coming. I, I hadn't watched this movie before. I didn't know what was coming. And you just hear this, like, whine in the background. And, I, and then you're like, what, what is that? Like, is he, like, launching a nuclear bomb or something? Like, is he, like, throwing a rocket launcher at Penguin? Like, what's going on? Like, and then it pans to the car. And it's just sitting there in this dark alleyway. Fully symmetrical. Just sitting there. And then you see the blue flames, like... Bump out the back and then I it revs and then I remember because I thought the I thought it was cold because I, I was like sh- like shaking right? I felt myself shiver and then I realized I wasn't shivering like the the seats were shaking and it was like that like that's the moment that made me fall in love with the Batman yeah Batman was beautiful I, the first movie I watched in Gold Class. Yeah, no, that was 100%. I watched that movie four times. Four times, yeah. I was about to ask, how many times did you watch that in the cinema? I watched that movie four times. I watched Oppenheimer twice. Yeah, Manu is the king of watching cinematic masterpieces more than once in cinema. Absolutely. If like it deserves double, second, triple watches. If it deserves a second watch, I'll watch it twice. If it deserves a third watch, I'll watch it thrice. W- what's the max that you've watched a movie in the cinema? It'll be the Batman. Batman, Batman four, four times. times. Four times. Yeah. I was hoping it would be Oppenheimer, but tickets are gone. Like, I was, I really wanted to go to IMAX again. Yeah. But then there's no tickets for, like, till, like, the end of this month. It's, it's been, been what, booked out? Booked out, fully booked out till the end of this month. That is mad. Which is crazy, yeah. Wow. Um, we're even, we're really lucky we even got tickets to day one. Yeah. On, oh, I mean, um, IMAX, yes. IMAX, yeah. We got it easily because Village Cinemas, but... Village Cinemas, like, I could have got it in Hoyts, yeah. I could have got to Village Cinemas, but, like, I wanted to go IMAX and nothing else. Yeah, no. So, yeah, we got the tickets. It was, like, it was okay seats. It wasn't ideal, but um, we got the seats. We watched the movie. Yes. It still gave me an experience of a lifetime. That's sick. Yeah. Speaking of tickets, to round off this episode before the special announcement from Manu, secure the weekend tickets. I will Se- secure the weekend tickets. You, you should try tomorrow, general sale. But oh, what, what do you think about Utopia? We didn't talk about Utopia. Oh, yeah. Utopia is like... If you listen to the last episode, I like fully went into it but with this I heard that yeah, I we, heard that we had a very good it's a definitely album of the year so far 100% I when Metro dropped uh, Superheroes and Villains I thought that was the album of the year yeah nah and then just firmly trumps it I mean see but Drake's dropping for all the dogs as well yeah that's gonna be interesting I don't know what to expect from that but My Eyes Telekinesis Sirens I mean there's so many songs that just I listen to and it just changes my mood right there. Like, I'm listening to it. That's why I, I don't really like listening to it when I'm studying or doing something important because it just completely changes my mood entirely. It's... Like, the music production is so good. I mean, just for an example, like Meltdown, towards the end of Meltdown, like, his voice almost sort of melts away yeah. at the end and then there's like a... Like, I don't know how to call it, like, just loud... Almost the silence is sort of loud yeah. at, towards the end. It, it's just... Everything is perfect. Like Mithis said... Um, some of the tracks didn't sound finished. Yeah, mixing. He said mixing. Yeah, the mixing didn't really, like, do it justice. Because I think one of the songs, I don't... Like, Scissor came in really loudly. It's not just that. I think that Scissor part was beautifully done. Because I think it was, like, tasteful. Okay, yes. I, personal opinion, I think it was done purposefully. Because that voice is angelic, right? And it just, like... If you're thinking about the journey to Utopia, right? 
like it's the beginning he doesn't know where he is is the ending he's at utopia and tra- i feel like telekinesis is the track where he ascends into utopia and scissor's voice is just that point where it's like he's hated analysis so yeah um yeah so that's the point where he hits it and then there's still further notice it's like okay you're at utopia where are you going to go now what's what's the what's the move where were you going to go so yeah like i remember listening to it on the discord call with uh, keanu and um, alex and we had no idea who the features were right yeah. we were just listening we heard it we heard it now we heard um um meltdown now no meltdown we heard sirens but like damn this okay this track's cool and this then we heard the end with the we heard the ending we didn't really think about who it was we like oh it's probably just like someone he's hard probably from like a movie scene or something i don't know bro and then meltdown started and drake just went yeah and we went crazy yeah. bro the amount yeah. of hype in that call i've never experienced before and then fiend came in and then i didn't realize it was cardi the first time i heard it cuz i don't i don't hear you don't hear cardi like that like cardi's high pitched high voice but then he had this deep voice he had um, except the fiend part but fiend was amazing i didn't really realize how much my eyes was like how beautiful it was, it was. It was so beautiful it was so good like i'm still like not a, a full fully into the first part yeah but like the second i'm willing to allow it for the second part i'm willing to allow it the second part is beautiful like there's a line i think he says the green and the ca- yellow Kali line Jenna thing yes telling and then again there's the if they just knew what scotty would do to jump out the stage and save yeah. him a child yeah like that that song is like the reflection of everything that's gone bad in his life and it's like true true wonderfully well done but yeah that's utopia that's utopia it, it was yeah. special announcement special announcement oh here we go this is this is the moment we've all been all right, all right, all right, all right. there is a new ep coming out sometime hopefully in the next 2 months okay it is a rap ep i will maybe i haven't thought about it yet but i will maybe be rapping on it i've got a vocalist who i've worked with for an assignment before he's he was very happy to do the vocals it's got three songs one of them's um almost like kanye like i want to say cuz i i don't know like it's got like those vocals on in the beat it's got the drums one of them's just straight like um it's like my eyes i was inspired by my eyes so i think oh. i made one of them like start slow and build it up to become fast and the intro is just like um it's inspired by jid so yeah rap ep rap ep coming out sonder produced it's coming soon coming I mean, soon you heard it here first that's going to be sick can't wait for it couple months couple months promise couple months yes sir is mean his his he means he means business with his ep let's go rap so you're delving into new new territory here that's yeah crazy. rap is like i mean i've made beats before but now it's going to be an cool. album yeah. so or an ep actually so yeah this is going to be new i want to see how people like it they like, uh, like it if it if they like it i'll keep going with the rap thing then me and him will keep making more music um but yeah it's like very new we'll see how it goes um Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. That's going to be good. Two more months. Yep. I'm wait for it. Okay. So we're pretty much going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for being on this episode. It's, it's been no problem. Thank you for really having me. I've been begging to get on since the first episode and I'm finally here. This is fine here. Yeah. It's been it's been it's been good to learn more about you actually through this game design and um music producing. Like I knew uh, quite a bit about it, but we went into more detail and it was it was really cool. 
to get to know the intricacies of what you do. It's, it was really cool. But thanks so much for being on. Is there anybody, anybody, anything you want to shout out? Anything I want to shout out? My music page, um, S-O-N-D-X-R, Sondor. Um, that's on Instagram, so it's music by Sondor. I've got, shout out to all the boys. You know, we're going to be listening to this in like Alex's house or something. Yeah. And we're going to be laughing at what I say, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, that's about it, bro. Shout out Tejas making this podcast. Yeah, that's it. It's all my shout outs. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on and see you guys next time. See you guys next time.